This episode is brought to you by Vonage. With Vonage Video API, your developers can easily create custom video experiences tailored to your business. Enhance every conversation with live video, whether it's delivering faster tech support, improving customer service, or enabling interactive meetings and events. Unlock the true video potential of your business. Discover how at Vonage.com. After two Boeing 737 MAX airplanes crashed and killed 346 people, the entire fleet of MAX planes was grounded last year. And those planes have sat on the ground ever since. Regulators have been working for months to figure out what went wrong and to make sure the planes are safe enough to fly again. And while that's happening, airlines have had to figure out how to operate without the 737 MAX. The entire 737 fleet has been grounded. American, United, and Southwest have each canceled hundreds of daily flights. The airlines are scrambling to reaccommodate passengers by offering other flights on other aircraft that may not be desirable. These disruptions have cost billions of dollars. And now, airlines are making Boeing pay. Today on the show, how the grounding of the 737 MAX has upended the biggest airline in the U.S., American Airlines. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Ryan Knudsen. And I'm Kate Leinbaugh. It's Friday, January 17th. Last March, a 737 MAX crashed in Ethiopia killing 157 people and shocking the world. Regulators started grounding the plane, and within days, the MAX was completely out of the air. Boeing began working with authorities to figure out what happened. And airlines also had to reckon with the fallout. American Airlines CEO Doug Parker said the company was ready to work closely with Boeing to get the planes back in the air. Um, These are tragic events, uh, and what we care about is safety, and we will work together, as this industry always does, to ensure uh, that safety is the number one focus. Um, But at the same time, American Airlines and other carriers needed to figure out how to cope with the grounding of the MAX while still operating their businesses. It was really something of a scramble for them to figure out what to do. Reporter Ali Sider covers the aviation industry. They looked at what would be the least disruptive way to cut flights. The MAX mostly flew between the New York area and Miami. You know, that's where most of the MAXs were being used. Obviously, you can't just stop flying between New York and Florida. So they had to kind of spread it out and look at their network and look, okay, where are flights that we have multiple frequencies a day where we could cut, you know, one? So we're not just ending travel between two cities, but sort of trimming a couple of frequencies. You know, they looked at long-haul flights where you can cancel one long-haul flight instead of a bunch of short flights where you've just suddenly, you know, inconvenienced a lot of people. At the time of the grounding, You had people who were already scheduled to travel and their plans had to be sort of upended at the last minute. You know, we talked to passengers who were sort of already on vacation and then they get a call from their airline that says, actually, your flight home has been canceled and we've rebooked you and maybe on a flight that's not on the day you wanted to travel or it has a stopover when you wanted to fly direct. Can you tell me what all of this flight rescheduling looked like? 
So most of the stuff, they do use software. A lot of it is automated, and they're still using that software. You know, they're not just, like, using crayons and colored pencils on a big map of the U.S. or the world. But there is kind of a lot of thought and analysis and expertise that has to go into sort of figuring out what's the best way or the least inconvenient way to basically redraw our route map. So I spoke to Vasu Raja. He uh, works in network planning at American Airlines. And, you know, from what Vasu told me, there was a lot of late nights. You know, I asked if it's like, if I'm imagining correctly, like people at the office really late and lots of empty pizza boxes. And he said, yeah, pretty much. And all this scrambling wasn't just causing headaches and late nights for the planning team. Once they make a decision about their network, it sort of ripples throughout the company. You know, there's people in revenue management who have to decide what the availability should be and making sure to keep some seats open so anyone whose max flight got canceled, you know, has a place to go. You know, they tell everyone, don't worry, you'll get an email if your schedule has been changed. But if you're worried about your vacation, you're definitely going to call. So they have to staff up on customer service and make sure there are people there to answer those calls and explain the situation. So it really, you know, is this huge logistical challenge that kind of ripples throughout the airline. At the time, I think there was a sense that it could be pretty temporary. But that delay would not be temporary. As the Federal Aviation Administration investigated Boeing's MAX fleet, they uncovered more and more safety concerns. I think what initially, you know, seemed to some people like it would be a pretty straightforward fix that could be done relatively quickly started to just take longer and longer, you know, as new issues were discovered and just amid heightened scrutiny by the FAA, but also regulators all over the world. You know, Boeing was saying it was going to provide all this information to regulators to take a look at, and that kind of kept getting pushed back again and again. And, you know, the process just kind of kept getting delayed over and over again. Regulators flagged problems with pilot training, emergency safety procedures, and some of the plane's software. And as the safety inquiry stretched on for months, Boeing's estimate on when the MAX would return to service kept moving back. First, Boeing pushed it into the summer of 2019. And then Boeing pushed it back again until the end of the year. With each month that the MAX's return was delayed, American Airlines had to go into scramble mode all over again, canceling more flights. They're kind of just on the receiving end here. You know, all they can do is kind of wait for Boeing and the FAA to work out the process. And there's really not a lot they can do to speed things along. And airlines have to make decisions about the MAX, you know, way before they've really had any clarity about what's, you know, going on with the MAX. They have to decide over two months, like 70 days before their schedule, that's when they really have to finalize things so they can get their flight attendants and their pilots scheduled. Beyond that point, it just gets harder and harder to make changes. So, you know, they've had to kind of look into the future and think, you know, how likely is it that the MAX is going to be back? And Ali says the ongoing uncertainty put Americans' growth plans on hold. It wasn't flying the 24 MAX planes it had, and it wouldn't be getting the 16 more it had ordered for the rest of the year. Americans' patience with Boeing was wearing thin. The airlines have gotten pretty frustrated with the number of delays that they've seen. You know, I don't want to suggest that they want to rush the process along, but I think, you know, they're just unhappy with the way expectations have been managed and just how long that this has gone on. Those mismanaged expectations were costing American, and it wanted Boeing to pay. That's after the break. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. 
we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash journal. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Mercury. There's an art to making the complex feel simple. Everything should be in sync so that even the smallest part serves a bigger purpose. Simplicity can transform your business operations. That's why Mercury powers your financial workflows from the bank account, giving ambitious companies like yours the precision, control, and focus they need to perform at their best. Apply in minutes at mercury.com. Welcome back. By the fall, delays in the safety assessment of the 737 MAX were piling up, and American Airlines was juggling the fallout. Its pilots were upset because they were losing money, and peak holiday travel was on the horizon. In an October investor call, American CEO Doug Parker expressed his aggravation with Boeing. They believe the aircraft will be certified in the fourth quarter. It's probably best to describe that information as best case. Uh, given uh, what we have all seen uh, over, the, over the course of this process. So, um, yeah, we're frustrated. Uh, but, um, Boeing and American have been in touch, you know, throughout the year. You know, American and other airlines have made it clear that they don't believe they should be on the hook financially for this, uh, that they are expecting Boeing to make them whole. Missed deadlines and extended grounding for our customers, our team members, and our shareholders. So we're working to ensure that Boeing shareholders bear the cost of Boeing's failures, not American Airlines shareholders. American Airlines basically said they believed the grounding would result in a $540 million reduction to their full-year 2019 profits. So that's pretty significant, and it's like a big step up from what they thought originally. Like in the first, after their first quarter earnings, they were predicting, you know, a $350 million impact. So it's been much more expensive than they were anticipating. On that call. Parker said that American was in talks with Boeing about compensating the airline for that $540 million hit. And last week, American said it reached a settlement with Boeing for an undisclosed amount. But that deal just applies to 2019, and the max grounding is still ongoing, meaning American Airlines is facing more costs in 2020. Where does all of this leave American Airlines going into 2020? So going into 2020, American Airlines has said that getting the MAX flying again is sort of one of the biggest things it needs to do to get on track. American is currently planning for the MAX to return by June, more than a year after the initial grounding. But even if the MAX is clear to fly, all the headaches and additional costs for American will be far from over. For one thing, it'll take weeks of maintenance to get the planes ready to fly again after they sat on the ground for more than a year. And then there's the issue of flight simulator training. I think the biggest thing in terms of time and money is that recently it's starting to become more and more likely, it sounds, that uh, the pilots will need to go through some kind of training before they're allowed to fly the MAX again. Why would it pose such a high cost for American Airlines that pilots would need to go through this training? So... You know, first of all, it's just, it was unexpected. You know, it's not something they really budgeted time for. 
Uh, and also, like, you know, a simulator is just in one place. So all the pilots have to come from wherever they're based all around the country and spend time in it. Can you describe what a flight simulator is? Like, what does it look like? They kind of look like, um, like in Star Wars, those, like, uh, like robots on skinny long legs that kind of, what are they called? Um, Adats? Yeah, that's sort of what they look like. Yeah. Yeah, I just Googled it. To me, that's what they look like. I'm going to get in a lot of trouble with like a lot of people who are like really knowledgeable about aviation who are going to be like, no, that's not what they look like. But um, so like a full motion flight simulator, they're really sophisticated piece of equipment and they're very expensive. And the process of getting everyone you know, to where the simulator is and scheduling them all for time in the simulator. You know, it's just a big, another logistical challenge, you know, after a year that's been sort of full of logistical challenges. Do you have a sense that American Airlines is okay with some of this delay because it so much needs the restoration of customer confidence? I do think that safety is the highest priority for the airlines and sort of making sure that everyone is confident in the plane is their top priority. So they're planning to do sort of a lot. You know, there will likely be a period between when regulators allow the plane to fly again and when it enters commercial service, and they're planning to sort of do as much as they can to put people's minds at ease, you know, to have lots of demonstration flights with uh, executives and, and probably media to sort of just get people used to the idea of seeing the Max, you know, flying around in the air, uh, hopefully without incident. American is far from alone in all of these disruptions to its business. Other major U.S. carriers, like Southwest and United, also have MAX jets that are still grounded. In a statement, Boeing says it is working with regulators to safely return the MAX to service, and that, quote, we regret the disruption to schedules this is causing our airline customers and the traveling public. Could there ever be a point where these airlines just give up on the MAX? I think that's really hard to imagine. You know, it's such a huge financial investment that they've made in these planes. There's such a huge part of their plans, and there's really no way for an airline to just pivot and buy a different plane. You can't just drop your max order and switch to Airbus, which is Boeing's biggest rival, and get one tomorrow. It's, you know, a very slow, several years long process. So, you know, I think airlines really do want to get the max flying again and really are counting on being able to fly it again. And I think they're all kind of very nervously eyeing next summer, you know, the idea of two summers without, you know, without their newest, most fuel-efficient planes that they were all kind of really counting on for growth, I think, is a troubling one for them. Just today, Boeing said it found a new problem in the Max's software, one that sources say could once again delay its return. That's all for today, Friday, January 17th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. Your hosts are me, Ryan Knudsen. And Kate Leinbaugh. We're produced by Annie Minoff, Ricky Novetsky, Sarah Platt, Willa Rubin, and Rob Zipko. Our senior producer is Pia Godkari. Annie Rose Strasser is our supervising producer. Griffin Tanner is our engineer. Our executive producer is Gerard Cole. Our theme music is by So Wiley. Additional music from Bobby Lord, Peter Leonard, So Wiley, Billy Libby, and Blue Dot Sessions. Thanks for listening. We're off on Monday for Martin Luther King Day. See you on Tuesday. Tuesday.